So far this season, I've heard from teachers across the U.S. about the advantages of remote learning, how it's given us a chance to rethink how we teach, and opportunities remote school has given us to change education for the better. But what about the people who matter most in this conversation? Our students. Over the next several episodes, I'll talk with middle and high school students about the advantages of remote learning, how they've coped with being cooped up, and advice they have for teachers, their parents, and politicians who think they know about education. I know this quarantine just helped me to just be more independent, be myself, and experiment like new things. I feel like we are very capable of doing anything. If we really put the effort, this is not an excuse. Try to take advantage of everything, every resource, every moment, because we're not gonna be able to take it back. This pandemic has forced students to learn at home and educators have had to make a fast pivot to remote teaching. This season, I'm talking with teachers and students across the United States to find the silver linings of our situation, to find out what matters most in school, and to use those lessons as we reimagine the future of education. This is Change the Narrative, the podcast about innovation in education and the workplace. I'm your host and tour guide, Michael Hernandez. Jacqueline Marroquin is an 18-year-old young lady who was born in Houston, Texas, but lived 14 years in Guatemala City. Then she and her family moved back to the United States. Now she is in the 11th grade and goes to Jordan Matthews High School in Siler City, North Carolina. Jacqueline is part of AVID, the Family, Career, and Community Leaders of America Club, and the Beta Community Service Club. During her sophomore year, she created a program at her school called the Water Bottle Recycling Program. And ever since, she's been collecting plastic bottles every Friday. She loves Netflix series, translates at her church. She loves travel. She likes to spend time with her parents as much as she can and kindly makes fun of her parents every time she can, which is something they find somewhat annoying. Uh, And Jacqueline, I think that's just sort of your role as a daughter to make fun of your parents, right? (laughs) Exactly. And I'm the only child, which is really great. (laughs) They don't get mad at me. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I'm really excited to talk to you about all this stuff. Um, Thank you so so, much for having me. Thank you. Yeah. So you're a a former student of a colleague of mine, uh, Wendy Pilar, who I know through National Geographic Teacher Advisory Council, and she highly recommended you. Um, So I'm really excited to hear your take on all of this as a high school student as an immigrant who's had to switch between different languages and cultures and, and kind of deal with these changes uh, in life several times. Um, And I think, you know, thinking about for me and my students, like we've had to make a change once maybe for this uh, pandemic and school closures. And so that's sort of an interesting perspective to have too, is like there are other people in the world that have, a lot more complex issues than we do. So to kind of put that in perspective is sort of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What has that been like for you, if I could ask, as far as like making that shift between Guatemala and the United States as far as school and language and culture? What's that been like for you? Well, I'm going to be honest, it was really hard because even though I was actually born in the United States, I didn't have the chance to spend time here or live here. 
So when we moved back to Guatemala, that was my language. Spanish was my language, my culture, my friends, just totally different. different. And uh, I never imagined moving back. But then the opportunity just show up and my family and I moved back. And the school was really hard at the beginning. It was really hard because of the language and the way the school works. Because in Guatemala, they have certain classes. We take probably eight classes a day. And here we take between four or five. So the classes, the language, making friends when you're new, it's kind of hard. And, but I had amazing teachers, amazing teachers like Miss Pillars, amazing teachers and a lot of support. And uh, that's how I got used to it. And now I feel like I'm at home, just like I was in Guatemala. It's so important to have that support. And you were in the ELL program to get you up to speed with language. It's hard enough to learn when that's your native language, like yes, <laughs> algebra, really geometry, uh, history, and, and, and language. Um, that's got to be a big challenge. So kudos for you for making that, that switch and sticking with it. That's got to be really a big challenge. Yeah, it yeah. was, but thank you. But here we are, so. Yeah, and you're um, 18 now, but you're technically a junior in high school because you yeah. had to do some catch-up work, right? Okay. Um, how has that been for you? Is that Do you find that it's awkward being the older kid in junior-level classes, or what's that like? Well, when I started high school, I, I think it was second semester, so I met a lot of kids that I thought they would be like in, in my class. I was like, okay, I'm going to graduate with them. But then um, I went to nine, I went to, let's see, freshman year again. So I met different kids and then different kids. So it was kind of, it was kind of hard because I knew kids and I was making friends. And then all of a sudden they just graduated. I was like, I'm not graduating with them. So I had to make friends like twice. So it was hard. It was really, really hard. We ha- are in the middle of this pandemic and school is closed. And so all those connections that you had, you know, at school are shifted uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I bet there's a lot of annoying aspects of being stuck at home. How have you kept your sanity while being on lockdown? Well, I've been watching movies and series on Netflix and things that I wasn't able to do before. And I'm just as a lot of people, maybe perfectioning my baking and cooking skills. So that's how I'm like, um, I'm doing good on that. Do you find that you have more time now to pursue those kinds of things? I mean, obviously movie watching, there's always time for that. But like, like yes. the cooking and other things, do you feel like with the new schedule that you've got more flex time for that? or? Exactly, yes. Because I work with my own schedule. I know I have due dates. I know I have work. But I know my schedule. I know I can do this on this time and I can go do this on this time. So that schedule that I am like managing, it's been great. Well, how is that great? Because I know a lot of people struggle with keeping a schedule, even like adults and teachers. Like how is like managing your own schedule a good thing for you? It was hard at the beginning because I didn't want it to like set like a schedule so my first two weeks they were crazy i didn't have time i was just like i don't know what to do i did nothing and i was like why so what i did was just like an adult that's what my mom said like an adult i put my like my book and i was like i'm gonna do this and that's how i'm gonna do it and just setting all up and uh 
trying to be um, on time because if I was using this schedule, I knew I had time to do everything. If I was not doing the schedule, not, nothing. How does that feel having to make your own schedule? At first, it was complicated. I didn't know what to do with my time because I'm not a good person in respect of waking up early. I'm not a good person at that. So I was trying to make the schedule according on uh, how am I like. I, I know I'm not good at waking up early, so I'm just going to um, do this at night. And so I was trying to work with my person, with my personality, things that I like, things that I don't like. And that's how the schedule just came up. Do you think that helps you with your school? And how is that different than when you had the schedule that the school set for you and you had to be at school like by eight o'clock or something like that? Yes, totally. It's a lot better. It's actually a lot better because it's my schedule. So I know how it works. And when I was in the school, I knew that I was there like for eight hours. But then I felt like I didn't have to do like I didn't have time to do anything after school. I knew I had a lot of like a lot of homework. And then I wanted to spend time with the parents because they're at work on morning. So I really wanted to be with them and I wanted to just enjoy or watch a movie. So the schedule that the school has doesn't work for me, but I have to just get used to it. Right. And so now you have more time with your family. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Wow. That's so great. What are some of the other advantages of having school at home? You get to set your own schedule that matches your, your biology and your, the way your body works. Mm -hmm. um, you get to spend more time with your family. Um, what are some of the other advantages of having school at home? It's just the connection that I have now with my parents. I can have time with them, which is something that it's really hard when you're at school. And a couple of weeks ago, my mom and my dad, they were on a temporary layoff because of COVID-19. So I just like, I was like, I'm going to clear my schedule. I'm going to clear my schedule and I'm just going to focus on them because I really wanted to spend time with them. So that's how, that's like another advantage and just not waking up early. That's super great. But um, it depends on the class. So I have the opportunity to watch Netflix and do homework at the same time, which is something great. I'm glad you can multitask because I can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's all I can do to like single task. Um, <laughs> so out of all of these things, what do you secretly like best about having school at home? Oh, I think the best it will be the schedule, watching Netflix while doing the homework. Yeah, totally, because my mom and my dad, they don't like it. And I'm not used to it, but I really like the way that I'm just doing things I don't usually do. So that's something I love. And making time for those things that you're passionate about, whether it's play or hobbies and things like that. Or I love hobbies. that. Yes. So you're getting your schoolwork done remotely. Do you have your own laptop or iPad to do schoolwork with? No, I don't have my own laptop. I use the school one and my internet situation, it's, it's great. I haven't had any problems with it. So I'm very thankful for that. Okay, that's great. So uh, I imagine like it might be challenging if you didn't have the school laptop or... Yes, yes. It's a great advantage. I'm really thankful with the school. And it's just, I know that a lot of kids around the United States, not all the schools have like a laptop for each student. I know that because I had a friend in Los Angeles. 
So I know that and just knowing that my small town, because it's really small, Cider City is really small, and that our school, middle school and high school, they have their own laptop, like for each kid. It's just amazing. I'm really thankful. And your internet is just like your house internet, or is it a hotspot provided by the school too, or...? like internet at home and I knew that my school had this hotspot but I knew that my internet was good so I didn't ask for one but I'm just using the one that it's on my home. What have you learned about yourself while being on quarantine? Um, well that I'm very capable of doing or figuring out all kind of stuff because before quarantine I was very dependent on teachers, classmates, even my parents and now that I'm in quarantine, I know that I'm not just doing homework or I'm not just at school, but I'm baking, I'm cooking. Um, uh, I actually enroll in a free course that Harvard is providing, an online free course, which is something really challenging. But the, just when I took it, I was like, I know I can do it. I don't have my teachers to help me out because it's something totally different, different topics, different levels. So I know that I'm very capable of, and I didn't know that before. Wow, of course at Harvard, online. That's yeah, amazing. it's been kind of hard, but I'm really, really happy. It's just amazing. I'm really happy. Well, what's, the, what's the course about? Um, the course is called Religion, War, and Peace. And it involves um, the different types of religion, how they impact society, impact different countries because every country is totally different, different traditions, different religions, and how each religion just affects or impacts this country, this community. And it's really great. You learn a little bit of everything. That's incredible. I don't think too many high school students that I know of would choose to do that in their spare time, like take another class and one from Harvard. That sounds, uh, first of all, I think it's really interesting class but it doesn't sound like the typical kind of high school thing. Do you have other friends that are doing things like this, that are doing things that might be more enriching than, you know, watching Netflix or, or something like that? No, I actually don't. But my classmates, they, they look at me like I was kind of crazy when I told them to, hey, look, there's this class. Uh, this university is offering this. And they were just like, no, nah, you're crazy. And <laughs> no. Not really. <laughs> I can see that coming up in a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so what I hear you saying about what you've learned about yourself is this newfound sense of independence. Yeah, like exactly. you're able to set your own schedule. You're able to take these courses that you're personally interested in, not what the school is offering. Um, mm-hmm. And you're able to manage all of that. And I, I wonder why you didn't know that before. I was probably because I knew I had everything in front of me. I have my teachers, I have the school, I have concerts, I have everything in front of me just to go. And I knew that they will, I don't want to say solve my problems, but that they have my back. But now the quarantine, it's just keeping me at home. And I know my teachers, they have to spend time with their families, same as the concerts. And so I knew that I have to be more independent, like, be just more organized and find things by myself. Yeah. So instead of having it handed to you, right, the school schedule is exactly. already set. You don't have to think about anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
in one year, maybe I'll be heading to college and I'm not going to have them beside me or like knocking on my door and see how am I, or do you need help with like with the homework? So I know this quarantine just helped me to just be more independent, be myself and experiment like new things. Do you think other kids handle this independence the same way? Well, I, I'm not going to say that everybody is just lazy or something like that because I have classmates. I've been talking with classmates and I know they are having a really hard time managing the time because they are like, okay, I'm at home. It's like a temptation. I have the TV, I have the phone, and I don't really want to do homework. So the schedule part, it's been kind of hard for my classmates. But I know that there are a lot of kids who are really responsible and really organized and that they are doing kind of like the thing that I'm doing now. What do you think would help those kids who are struggling with their schedule and staying focused? I feel like maybe parents have a lot influence because they are the ones that are at home. We don't have our teachers with us at home. So if probably parents are more like, okay, are you doing your homework? Do you need help building a schedule? Are you having any troubles with this? Not just letting the kids do everything alone, but just ask them if they are managing this in a very like well way or something like that. Because it's just, it's been hard. We have never been in quarantine before. So kids are kind of struggling. So the the help that parents can provide, it's amazing. Yeah, so having a little bit of parent support just to kind of back up. Exactly. Right. Just to just to make us like be on track. Just to do guide you, us for a little bit. Do you think that students would um have been okay if they'd had a little bit of experience with this by themselves, like self-determining like their schedules in advance? Do you think that would have been helpful? Probably that would be very helpful, but we never thought about preparing ourselves for something like this. So I think that nobody was prepared. Like nobody was like, one day there's going to be a quarantine and I have to be independent. I have to do my own schedule. So going off of that, like, what do you think are some of the aspects of this remote learning? Um, One of them is independence and scheduling and things like that. What are some aspects of remote learning that you think we should keep once the pandemic is over? I'm going to say that I would love to have a less busy schedule because a lot of kids are taking not two classes, but three or four classes. And some of them are taking like online classes. So it's a lot of work. And most of the time, the work needs to be done by the next day. A lot of the times in a lot of subjects, I'm going to say math because you can't just leave this subject alone for two weeks. So it's just if the schedule can be a little bit more flexible schedule not that tie like you have work to do and it's done tomorrow because we want to spend time with the parents just have some fun and it's just not possible when you're in school right that's true and and not just that you're like wasting time quote unquote but um mm-hmm. do you feel like some classes or subjects are harder for you than others totally um, if I'm talking about myself, I'm not good at math. Math is not my favorite subject. It's just not my thing. And I love history. History is my world. Well, the reason I ask is you're talking about the schedule and everybody in the traditional schedule, you have your homework that's due the very next day for every single class. 
Um, but what if like there's students like you who are like, um, I really struggle with math and I really got to take some time to figure it out, to understand it and get the problem solved as opposed to just like some kids are like, boom, like they have the answer yes. right away. Right. You know, who mm -hmm. they are, right? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How is this I know possible? those kind of kids. Yeah. <laughs> so thinking about advice you would have for teachers or administrators for next year when they set up school, like, should, do you think, how should we keep that in mind as far as the flexibility of the school schedule and the timing of assignments and things, not just because the fear of, you know, kids being lazy or procrastinating, but maybe there's these other factors we should consider too. What, what advice would you give to parents and teachers and administrators about that? I'm just going to say that I don't think, I feel like we are very capable of doing anything if we really put the effort. So my advice is not going to be on what to do in respect to the classes or schedules, but something like keep the remote learning as long as needed. So I feel like we can do it. We have everything here at home. We have all the support to be successful in any class. If we put the effort, we're going to be successful at home or in school. It's just a thing. Keep us at home as long as needed because when you open the schools, it's going to be a green light and it's going to be like nothing happened and just go for it and just forget the precautions. It's going to be a disaster if you're not 100% sure that it's ready and we are ready to open schools. Yeah. So from the safety standpoint, clearly, um, but I'm thinking also in terms of learning, like let's say COVID-19 goes away, we have a vaccine or whatever. Is there something mm -hmm. that you still want to keep and still do this? Like, do you, are you suggesting that we still do some remote learning as part of a new type of school or what is that that you're suggesting? Um, I honestly, I don't like being at home and doing the remote learning. I really like just to have the teacher. It's, I've been missing them a lot. So I don't really want to keep anything. I really want to just go back to normal, have my teachers there, do the paperwork and not because I'm not a big fan of doing work like on laptop or just sending emails. That's not my thing. So I just really want to go back to normal and do the normal stuff. But I know that we'll have more knowledge. We're going to be more, I don't know, wanna, I don't know how to say it, but just thoughtful, more thoughtful and just go back to normal. Okay. I mean, we all miss our friends and colleagues and students. I know I do. Um, so speaking of that, what do you want to say to your teachers about how they run their classes during remote learning? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, I want to thank them for all the support, uh, for all the, like, everything. Just the support, comprehension, it's just been incredible. And also to tell them that they are doing their best. And I know they're doing their best and that even though this is being hard, they're doing everything they can for us just to succeed. All of you are doing just a great job. Thank you. <laughs> I think we're, we're trying really hard. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of part of my point behind this conversation that we're having and I'm having with other students too is like, I don't think anybody's actually asked students what they think or how they are learning or what's working best for them. And um, I find that mm -hmm. I can change how I teach and what I do and what I emphasize if I listen to my main stakeholder. Like if I'm running yeah. a business, you're my customer, right? And I need to mm -hmm. listen to you. Um, so that's really good advice. Um, 
out of all of these things that we're talking about and as tricky as it is, and we want to be back and we want to have our teachers, um, what's one main silver lining in all of this? As, as I was telling you before about my parents being on a temporary layoff, this time that I have to, just with them was amazing because um, like a normal parent, my parents, they work at different, uh, different places. So my mom, my mom, maybe she has a vacation this week, but my dad doesn't. My dad have a vacation probably next week. So it's never time for us to really spend time with each other. So now that this quarantine happened, it was just like we wake up late. We had like a really crazy like eating schedule. It was just so fun. It was like four weeks in a row. We learned from each other. We fight with each other. It was it was great. That was the best thing of this quarantine. The <laughs> time that parents? I had with them. Yeah, because they are two and it, I'm just one. So they wanted this movie and I wanted another movie. So it was it was it was really funny. And our eating <laughs> schedule, no. Crazy, crazy. Our breakfast was like a 1 p.m. and our dinner like at 9. And it was just so crazy. But I love it so much. I hear you being conflicted because you love this flex time. You love being treated as an adult who's able to set her own schedule that best mm-hmm. meets like your physiology and how you learn best. Um, and this time you get to spend with your parents. And at the same time, you want to go back to school. And I'm wondering, do you want to go back to school because you want to f- not have the personalized schedule and the time with your parents? Or is it more like you miss your friends and your teachers? I'm sort of curious, what, what it, which one is it? I'm totally going for the one that I really miss my teachers. And I really miss my friends. I really miss the, the building. It's just, it's, it's this time of like high school, when you're in high school, It's just four years that will never come back. So, and I know I have just such an amazing teacher and I know my teachers are great. My friends, I really want to be with them and not at home and trying to be an adult. And it's just this thing of doing my own schedules because I had to, because I really had to, but I really want to just spend the time with them and learn with them and just go step by step with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder if we could do both of those things. Like, oh, what that if, would be awesome. <laughs> you know, I mean, this pandemic, I think, has made everybody pause, like physically pause and stop in their tracks. And that's mm-hmm. been painful for a lot of people who, you know, are out of work or something like that or got sick. But um, to really stop and think and go, wait a minute, I can like slow down and cook dinner instead of eating takeout every night. I can spend time with my parents or my children um, because we're too busy. Otherwise, you know, I've got stuff Mm -hmm. to do. I've got things to read. I've got sports to play. I've got all of these things. And I wonder if we could like have some of that old world and build into that schedule time to pause. Like everybody stops, you know, like in Europe, they have vacations or something and like everybody's Mm -hmm. on vacation. Yes. Yes. I know what you mean. Um, that would be great. I know that we can build like a new way of living, taking like the knowledge that we have from this pandemic and taking all the good things that happened during this pandemic, like 
family connections and just uh, time to have fun and appreciate things, just trying to connect all of them or just at least just some piece of it and try to just do something better, improve and not just go back to normal, like everything just like nothing happened. Um, just the last couple of questions I have for you. Um, you seem to have it together. You seem to be very responsible. Um, but not everybody is, not all of your, your peers and your friends are. What advice would you give to other students who are um, struggling in a situation um, that you seem to have figured out? We have all the resources, we have all the help, we have all the support, and that I don't want them to make this pandemic an excuse for the future. Like I didn't learn anything because I was home and I didn't have, like I didn't go to school and everything. It's just, that's not fair. It's not the government's fault. It's not your parents' fault. It's not the teacher's fault. It's just the way it, the way it is, just, it just happens. So just please try to put like your 100% and the effort because as I was telling you before, math is not my thing. But um, chemistry is not my thing. And right now I'm having chemistry. And it was a really, really tough semester because my teacher passed away my, um, when I think we have probably two weeks into chemistry. He passed away. So we didn't have a teacher for like two weeks. And then we had a new teacher. And this teacher, I just got to know her like for a week. And then the pandemic happened. So it's just like, Put your effort. I'm doing kind of good in chemistry because I'm trying to do my best. So this pandemic has to be no excuse, no excuse for the future. We have the like we have the resources. So let's just take advantage of it. That's great advice. I'm sorry about your teacher. That's that's terrible. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's gonna be hard for everybody. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share about school closures and remote school? Just saying that keep the school closed as long as it's, it's just needed because it's going to be a green light and we don't want that if we're not sure. And just um, this advice that I was telling, like I would like to say to other students that this is not an excuse. Try to think take advantage of everything, every resource, every moment because we're not going to be able to take it back. We're going to be crying in a couple years for not just enjoy and take advantage of this so just see this pandemic for the good side like the bright side and not for the bad things because there's it's just life and we have to figure it out and be happy be thankful and that's just my advice that's great advice <laughs> love it <laughs> so sage of you well, Jacqueline Marroquin, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. It was really insightful and good luck uh, finishing off the school year and good luck next year. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really had a great time. Yeah, and it's almost like counterintuitive in a sense, but really the more time that you spend on yourself, on non-academic things, you know, whether it's like zest or positivity or anything like that, the really, the more you're able to kind of succeed in the stereotypical sense, I guess. Next time on Change the Narrative, I talk with two high school juniors in Silicon Valley to find out about academic pressure in the age of remote school, how their privilege prevents them from talking about depression, 
and how their chemistry teacher helped them rediscover their humanity. Don't miss these episodes. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. If you like the podcast, rate us and write us a review. It helps people find us. And don't forget to sign up for our monthly email newsletter. You can find the details on our website, changethenarrative.net.